Are you in a state of recovery? Do you want more clarity and direction? Have you built your foundation and wonder what lies beyond recovery? Do you want to discover what you are truly capable of? And are you ready to discover your purpose, learn to overcome your limiting beliefs, and change your mindset? Are you ready to discover the key to living a purpose-driven life? When we recover, we are returning to a normal state of health, mind, and strength. We begin the process of regaining control over something that was lost, but our journey doesn't have to stop there. This is the Road Beyond Recovery podcast. After overcoming my own 20-year battle of addiction to drugs and alcohol, I have now dedicated my life to empowering those in recovery to rewire their brain so they can change their story and enhance their recovery even further. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Road Beyond Recovery podcast. My name is Tamar, your host for this adventure. And as I record this show, it is, there's snow outside. There's a lot of snow outside. And I guess what I'm grateful for today is the fact that I work from home now as an entrepreneur and I don't actually have to go out in the snow. I can enjoy it from the comfort of my own home. I can step outside until I get cold and come back in. And so I am extremely grateful that I am able to stay put. I don't have to battle the roads because honestly, I don't like driving in this stuff. (laughs) It's not all that fun sometimes. So I am just in this really mindset of appreciation and gratitude lately and self-reflection. And that is what I'm going to go over today. We're going to talk about that this has by far been the hardest, most challenging year of my recovery yet, but it's also been the best year that I've experienced over the last 10 years. And I'm going to share why that is on today's show. Before we get into today's episode, have you ever given it any thought as to whether or not you have a growth or a fixed mindset? And where you are on that scale. I think that has been the biggest realization over the past couple years for myself is that I actually had a lot of fixed ideas, right? More than my growth mindset mentality. And what I've come to realize is that mindset is everything, right? In order to really push through, you need to have that mindset and that creates resilience. And so I am offering a free mindset audit session. If you head on over to www.theroadforward.ca slash mindset audit, learn what mindset you currently have, and let's help you get a little bit more clarity of the direction that you want to go in your life. Again, that was www.theroadforward.ca slash mindset audit and book your call today. As we embark into 2022, I have done a lot of self-reflection over this past year of 2021. And, you know, at the end of December, I was hit with some news that tested my sobriety once again. And that's why I wanted to chat a bit about 2021 being by far the hardest year and most challenging year of my recovery to date but that it's also been the best year 
And I'm going to talk about why that is. Now, I really didn't understand how resilient I was until 2021 came. You know, I've been through a lot of things in my sobriety and more, I think, than in my addiction. And I've actually had to be more mindful of it, right? I've been very aware of what's going on and having to sort through those kind of emotions that I've never experienced before. And this year has just topped them all, right? When it comes to change, when it comes to adjusting and really getting to know myself, this has been an incredibly amazing year for that. Now, that being said, I also, you know, contribute a lot of my self-awareness to those people that I choose to surround myself with. You know, a lot of people in my support network, in my circle, are very into personal development, getting to know themselves, right? And so I'm very fortunate that way that I've got people in my life that really challenge my thinking, they challenge my beliefs, and they help me get through some of these really dark times, which this past year I have had to endure. Now, you know, my sobriety date is June 17th, 2012. So it's been a bit. And I continue to grow. And when I got sober, I started on this journey of self-discovery and healing, right? I I became very aware what emotions were. You know, the, I cried more in my first year than I had in my entire life before that time. It felt very uncomfortable. Uh, recognizing the part I played in my life and creating where I was at that time was, it was humbling, right? It was, um, it was not a comfortable part of the journey, but it was something that I needed to embark on in order to heal and to really get to know myself. You know, I have done and still do to this date at least um, two, sometimes three sets of 12-step recovery that focus on the areas that I need to work on, right? In the beginning, I had done them around drugs and alcohol. And then, of course, as I, you know, become more sober and that, you know, desire to drink or use drugs goes away, I started to focus on food because that became my drug of choice. And then recently I did the steps around codependency, which was very eye-opening. And that was very uncomfortable because I never realized how codependent I actually was. And, you know, that was, it was, it's, I believe that, you know, God or your higher power puts things in your path when you're ready to deal with it, right? And sometimes it doesn't make sense to us. Sometimes I think, okay, God, like, why are you doing this right now? I think I've had enough. Um, But really, all of the stuff that have happened in 2021, it happened for a reason because I was ready to actually start to deal with that kind of stuff. Now, although there's a lot that I don't remember in my life of addiction, I do believe that in my recovery, I have actually faced a lot more adversity uh, than I had before. And part of that was because in my addiction, of course, I had drugs and alcohol to mask the pain. So I never really dealt with anything properly. I would just, you know, kind of suppress it. And on I went, which of course caused a lot of troubles in early recovery. And I had to start bringing up a lot of the stuff that I had long since forgotten about. But, you know, when we get sober, we have to start to experience, right? What, how we handle things, how we handle these roadblocks that we face, um, how we, you know, deal with, with grief and trauma, 
there's so much that comes up that we have to learn. You know, I was told in early recovery that we basically stop growing from the time we start ingesting, you know, our drug of choice until the time we decide to stop. So the reality was, is that when I got sober, I was only about 14, 15 years old. And I felt that way sometimes, right? My my capacity to be able to handle things, I felt like I was a teenager again. So now at least I, I feel somewhat in my mid-20s, um, if we're going by that scale, because I've had, you know, almost 10 years at the time of this recording to be able to develop how I deal with situations. Um, but of course, in recovery, we just, we start to experience life. 2021 was a year that I have definitely learned how to become just a little bit more comfortable with being emotional in front of people. You know, I tend to, as soon as I feel like I'm going to cry, I want to suppress, right? I want to hold back the tears. I don't want to show that weakness. But this is something that I'm slowly growing more comfortable in the more I learn about emotional intelligence, emotional awareness, right? I'm, I'm learning this. I've also started to recognize more of my character defects, right? That I hold on to that are my way of coping with certain situations as a way to protect myself, right? And so I'm, by learning all this, I'm able to develop more living amends with people so I don't make the same mistakes, the same, um, duplicate the same behaviors that have, that start to cause me some grief. And so it's been a lot of learning, but one of the reasons that 2021 was one of the more challenging years is I've also seen a lot more people lose their battle to addiction. And for any of you that are listening that have had some time in recovery, you know that this becomes a very common thing. I think after my second and third year, it started to happen more frequently. So it was something you just got you know, almost used to hearing and it's still sad. It's not that we get numb to it, but it's just something that becomes more and more common in the world of recovery. And this year was no different. In fact, in, you know, January of 2021, an ex of mine that was an ex from 20 years back finally lost his battle to, to drug addiction. And it hit me really hard. You know, I didn't think it would, but clearly there was some unresolved pain and resentment there. Um, I still walked around being nervous to bump into him. In fact, in early recovery, I actually had walked into a meeting. There he was, turned around, bolted out, freaked out, um, clearly had not dealt with anything. And so I didn't like that feeling of, you know, driving by him on the street and seeing him and feeling that that tightness in my chest, right, in my heart, because I had never truly dealt with that. Well, he lost his battle in in January of 2021. And the amazing thing of this all was that, you know, as I was grieving, I had talked to his son and his son, actually, you know, we talked about some of the good times because it wasn't all bad. You know, let's be honest. There was four years of a lot of, you know, terrible things that had happened. A lot of emotional abuse from both of us. Um, at the end, it ended up in physical abuse. But both of us were addicts, right? And so he had a son. And at that, that time, his son, I believe, was around 12 years old. So we were kind of reminiscing a little bit about, um, you know, what that was like, the good times. And he actually ended our conversations off 
saying, you know, thank you for that four years, because that four years that you spent with my dad is the best memories that I had of my dad. And I started sobbing, of course. And what a gift, you know, what a gift to change your perspective on things. And because I think I always lived with regret, right? In early recovery, I was taught to look at my part in things. And I spent four years with this man. And, you know, even though it wasn't all bad, it was four years that I could have left, but I didn't because, of course, I was a people pleaser. I was codependent. I wanted to save him, even though I couldn't save myself. Um, You know, but I walked around with that kind of shame at I stayed in that relationship for much longer than I had to. But when he had passed, being able to hear that maybe his son got a few extra years out of that experience and now is actually a father himself, you know, changing that experience and outlook on that situation, it almost brought about a lot more healing. So shortly following this time, I had started to have this pull to leave my corporate job, right? I was dealing with these emotions Um, the grief. And I was also thinking, you know, what am I doing with my life? And actually, uh, a friend of mine who's a fellow coach questioned me one day, we were talking and she asked me, you know, when are you going to leave your day job? And I said, yeah, I will. I'm thinking about it. Because that was what was in my heart, right? I wanted to live out a more purpose driven life. I wanted to, you know, have control over my time and really help others in recovery, enhance their recovery. And so when she kind of said something that kind of gave me a friendly slap to the face, she said, you know, when you quit drinking, did you keep a bottle of vodka in the cupboard just in case you wanted to go back? And that really hit me, right? And that day, actually, I wrote my letter of resignation. I thought, I got to follow my heart. I need to have faith, right, that my needs will be met because they always had. That was the reality of it. And so I gave my notice. I decided to leave my corporate job of 12 years and really embark on this journey of living out my purpose. And, you know, it allowed me to work on my fears because I did have that imposter syndrome in the beginning, right? I did have that fear of failure, um, the financial insecurity that came along with it because I had rebuilt my life in recovery and I was scared to lose all that all. But you know, the the biggest benefit out of that whole situation was it allowed me the ability to lean into my faith even harder, right? And that's something I believe I needed because I, I am on a spiritual journey. And so to be able to have faith that I just need to follow my purpose and my needs will be met, it challenged my faith. And I can say that I've come out stronger as a result of taking that chance. Now, before I had left my corporate job, I was burning the candle at both ends, right? I was experiencing burnout quite frequently because I was doing my side hustle, the podcast, everything was going well, but I was putting a lot of time and effort into it. That also meant that I wasn't completely present in my relationship. And so, of course, having to put everything into my business after leaving my corporate job, knowing that I was now financially, you know, dependent on my abilities to be able to get my business going, I also got a bit distant, you know, from my partner. And 
you know, the way it's always worked for me is that when things aren't going according to my plan or I feel disconnected, I disconnect even further. I put one foot out the door and I've talked about this on a previous episode. So that's what I had really learned in this whole scenario. But I had decided that because of what he did and because of what I did, that we were going to get another place or I was going to get another place. Now, being 45 years old at the time, and never living on my own. I thought this was a perfect opportunity to be able to not only work on our relationship more, but also work on myself more, right? Learn what it's like to live on my own, let him do what he loves and expand on that and also learn how to support myself. And so I thought this is perfect, right? Well, unfortunately, the consequence of my decision uh, caused us caused us to break up for a short period of time, and but it actually ended up bringing us closer together, right? Because at the time, I was basically because we had become so disconnected because of our busy lives. I always had one foot out the door. I was always wondering if maybe there was something better. But I, when things got tough, I realized looking back on my relationships. I was always planning my exit strategy, right? I was never looking inside and thinking, okay, what can I do? What is my part in this, right? Which is what I've been taught in recovery. So anyway, after realizing that both of us needed to put some work into our relationship and start to get help around that, um, we grew even closer and we ended up getting engaged, which is absolutely amazing. So had that not happened, who knows where we'd be, right? Because I always wanted that commitment and we had been together for seven and a half years at that time. So my decision was very faith-based, right? I had the desire to do this. I knew that whatever was meant to happen would happen. And, you know, it caused us to start to prioritize each other instead of always prioritizing the things outside of our lives. Because I believe we have to do what makes us passionate But we also have to prioritize those people who are important because the reality is, is they're not going to be there forever and you never want to take people for granted. And so now we're engaged and we work on each other constantly, our communication, which has been such an amazing gift, you know, and that actually led me to wanting to work the 12 steps of codependency. And wow, what a realization on how to codependent I actually am. Not something that I like to admit, but it's something that I'm ready to talk about. It's something that, you know, I've talked about on previous episodes. It's a good thing, right? It's a good thing to be more aware. You know, one of the other areas that I realized shortly after my breakup and as, you know, my partner and I were resolving things is I started to look at the friendships that I had in my life. And, you know, I work with Intuitive Healer and we talked about energy right and allowing certain energies into your life and what I realized was that true friendships are never conditional right and I have that I am so very fortunate that I have a solid foundation of women in my life that have stood by me through thick and thin but what it also helped me realize is that friendships are reciprocal right we're there to support each other no matter what happens. And trust me, if, you know, my friends decided to abandon me for the bad decisions I've made throughout my life, I would have absolutely no friends today, but that has not happened. Thank goodness. But, you know, I've also realized that someone doesn't have to be a part of your inner circle 
to play an important role in your journey or to have played an important role in your journey. And that's a big gift too, right? Because I tend to allow the behaviors of others to affect me, whether I know people or not. And sometimes that can get me in trouble, right? And it's okay to protect your energy. And like I mentioned earlier on in this episode, somebody that I care about was diagnosed with cancer this past month in December. And I think that as a result of working the 12 steps this year a couple times, also leaving my corporate job, following my purpose, all of that has led to um, my ability to be able to be present for that person, right? It's brought our family closer together. It has allowed me to be able to take the time that I need to support this person. And that's really important for me um, because sometimes I can still be pretty selfish and I think about myself and my own needs. And so what a gift to be able to, you know, manage your own schedule, to book time off when I need to, to be there for someone else and to basically turn off that asshole switch, right? Because there's some times where I've had to set boundaries, right? And there's other times where I need to just make sure that I'm present. And so just allowing myself to move through this process, to be able to talk about it, to be able to experience the emotions that come on or come with it has been a true gift. So you know, so many things, obviously, 2021. And if you have had some challenges this year, you know, take a take a different perspective if you're struggling with those challenges and to realize why you're going through them. Like the example of my ex passing away in January, it took me 20 years to realize why I had gone through that experience, right? But as a result of that, that kind of um, created a domino effect this year in just really understanding that everything that happens to me, there's some sort of lesson, there's something that's going to make me stronger, and I do have the resilience to get through it, right? So if you are struggling, just know that if you continue to do the work, if you reach out and ask for help, every time you go through one of those experiences, you will get stronger. I promise you that. I've experienced it. And it's okay to not be okay. So reach out if you need that help. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Road Beyond Recovery podcast. And, you know, if you want to learn how to rewire your brain so you can change your story and enhance your recovery, my good friend Lane Kennedy and I have teamed up to create a short masterclass for you so you can get started. There are six activities to help you change your brain. There is six amazing meditations to help you focus on each topic so you can embed the concept into your subconscious mind even further. And to wrap things up, we have a fun 21-day challenge that you can enjoy. Just head on over to the website at www.theroadforward.ca slash change your brain and you can find it there. I'll see you on the next episode. I have had the privilege to walk alongside of many people who have built their foundation and further enhanced their recovery. But unfortunately, there are still so many people who are still suffering that need our help. The Road Beyond Recovery podcast is a proud sponsor of Touched by Addiction. 
Addiction thrives in isolation and darkness. Darkness cannot exist in the presence of light. So if you or someone you know has been affected by addiction, there is help. At Touched by Addiction, we are dedicated to exposing addiction and ending the plague. Be that beacon of hope and light that so many desperately need. Each t-shirt or sweater you buy helps to get a struggling addict off the streets and into a year-long addiction treatment program. If you want to support the movement, go to www.touchedbyaddiction.com.